copy. Is it a super sexy form of copywriting? No, it's software as a service copy. What? Well, you know big brands like Stripe, ConvertKit, Slack. Well, yes, they need copy too, and a particular type of copy. We're trying to write easy to understand words for potentially highly technical products. We need to write copy that shows that this software that you've never heard of is absolutely essential to our life. Sounds good, right? Well, today we have an expert SaaS copywriter who's going to tell us how to do it and give us extra tips and advice. Hello and welcome to the Hot Coffee Podcast, a podcast for copywriters or about copywriting. My name is Kate Toon. I'm the founder of the Clever Copywriting School, which I'm not going to talk about because we do the same intro every week and it's getting a little bit boring. So uh, with me today is Belinda Weaver. Hello, everyone. Yes, my name is still Belinda Weaver from last time. I'm also still a copywriter. I run the Hot Copy Mastermind with Kate Tune, and I love helping copywriters become more awesome. You wrote a new thing. I did. Cheeky witch. Um, <laughs> I think we should, I, 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 I want to get the opinion of our listeners. Should we change our intro? I'm so sick of going, I run Clever Copywriting School. It's a directory, a job board, a this, a this, and I do courses and gee, gee, gee. And then you go, I run the Hot Copy Master. <laughs> yeah. We're going to say something different every time now. My name is Kate Toon and I'm a dancer on a cruise ship. You are Belinda Weaver and you can, what can you do? What's your secret skill, Belinda Weaver? Well, I'm a, I'm a pretty good rock climber now. Are you? Can mm-hmm. you do that thing like Tom Cruise where you hang on a cliff with one finger? Oh, yeah, totally. Except, you know, no one can ever see me because we can't go rock climbing at the moment. But in theory, I could, totally. Yeah, you could just climb up the side of your house like a kind of ginger bat, uh, not Batman, ginger Spider-Man. Yeah, that's anyway. a recipe for a long-term injury if ever I have one. <laughs> it is, but we're all getting a bit stir-crazy. Uh, anyway, hello, Kat Ambrose. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm fabulous. And you're, you're our guest today. You might not realize that, but you are our special <laughs> guest. I'm, I'm going to try and go back to the uh, script. You're our special guest talking about SAS copywriting. Did you, did you realize that? No, I just kind of showed up here. I don't really know yeah. what's going on. <laughs> just randomly turning up on people's Zoom yeah. hoping for the best. Clicked well, on the no. Zoom link. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, the truth is there is probably no one better to talk about uh, SaaS copywriting. Kat is obsessed with stringing words together, especially for SaaS companies. She's written for companies like Stripe, Keeping and GoLinks, just to name a few. And a few years of cutting her teeth in the agency world, she has now left to pursue her writing career and hasn't looked back since. When you're not writing, apparently you're keeping up the trends in the SaaS space and she's out for a run, paging through a thriller or trying to pet the nearest dog. Do you not have a dog of your own to pet? No, not yet. I'm, I'm trying with the boyfriend. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, honestly, priorities, what's more important, a dog or a boyfriend? Uh, you know, I'm wondering now. I'm wondering. Yeah, really I read somewhere <laughs> that if you stroke a dog every day, it massively <laughs> releases endorphins in your brain and makes you super happy. So there you go. I believe it. I, I believe, believe it. I believe that. Um, well, you've got your dog, obviously, Belinda. What's your dog called again for the listeners who haven't heard before? Fenris. His name is Fenris. Oh. He's a pugilier and he's oh. a noble and proud creature who drives me goddamn crazy. But he's the dog that, <laughs> he's the dog that turned me into a dog person, 100%. Aww. What's the pugilier? Is it like a sort of sword-fighting pug? <laughs> that would That's be more amazing. That's what I thought. <laughs> he's a pug crossed with a King Charles Cavalier. What? 
Oh, it's a thing. It just what a cutie. It means he doesn't have ep- get epilepsy and he doesn't snore quite as loudly as regular <laughs> pugs. So we, should, oh. uh, we, we should all breed with King Charles Spaniels. <laughs> what am I even talking about? It's very, uh, I've just come back from the school run and I'm a bit exhausted. I'll just quickly say that my dog, because you both asked, obviously, is uh, called Pomplemousse and he is a shipper pom, uh, which means he's a Pomeranian uh, crossed with a ship. Not really. Oh my um, God. <laughs> I'm, Amazing. I'm, not on, I'm not on crack I've just had a stressful <laughs> morning so look let's go right back to the beginning which isn't that long ago because you're not as decrepit as um, me and Belinda are I don't think uh, tell <laughs> us how you got started in copywriting cat and when and where and what what was it what happened what happened yes um so as you said moments ago I used to work for an ad agency and I was doing social media there I pretty much oversaw all things social media for the agency. It was a one woman show. It was exhausting. I ended up hating it. It was, it was just not for me, um, but I did learn a lot. So that was good. Um, but I realized that I wanted to switch jobs, leave my current position, what have you. Um, but my boyfriend and I at the time were getting ready to potentially moved to Hawaii. We weren't really sure what the plan was. Um, it was contingent on his job. So I didn't want to get a new job and then have to tell them, Hey, I'm moving or Hey, can I work remote? Um, so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to try freelancing. I had, um, freelanced for my coworker's wife who, uh, runs a beautiful jewelry business and she needed some help pulling together some social media campaigns for, um, Christmas time. And so I had kind of had a little taste of it and I was like, it's really cool being able to work with whoever you want and kind of run the show on your own. Um, so I knew that that was, you know, I could at least pretend like I knew what I was doing until we figured out if we were moving. Um, and yeah, I, I started doing it and haven't looked back. Um, but I, basically when I started freelancing, it was an extension of what I had been doing. So it was all social media, um, paid campaigns, what have you. And then I realized that not only did I not like my last job or I was ready to move on, but I also was ready to move on from social media in general. So I had always liked to write. Um, so I was like, well, what's this copywriting thing? Maybe I, maybe I look into that and see what that's all about. And, um, yeah, that's kind of how that started. And that was, oh gosh, two and a half years ago. So it's, it's been a whirlwind. (laughs) Yeah. I love the fact that there's so many stories with copywriters that begin with, I didn't even know that copywriting was a thing. That's how my story started. Um, I feel like copywriting is this, maybe this like exclusive club that it's only (laughs) once you know it's there that you're allowed to do it, but it's really, it's not as known as it should be. And I love that it's getting, it feels like it's getting more well-known, but how did you go from social and jewelry and things like that into SAS? Yeah. So when I had realized that I wanted to shift to, um, copywriting, I actually been following this gal by the name of Kaylee Moore, who is my good friend. She's an amazing writer. She's in the SAS and e-commerce space. Um, she, I, I can't remember why I had been following her, but I had, and, um, I saw I noticed that she also offered copywriting coaching. So I was like, all right, this, she clearly knows what she's doing. She's super successful and writes for these amazing companies. 
So I will give this a go. And that was my first big business investment, I'd say. And um, kind of the biggest turning point for me in terms of moving to the SaaS and e-commerce space. So it was a four-week course and she helped me pretty much just figure out what it is that I wanted to do and who I wanted to do it for. Um, yeah, so she's, she's amazing. Um, and yeah, I, she pretty much just like, I think she was looking at some of the samples that I had written before and, um, I just hadn't put the pieces together and she said something to the effect of, why don't you give e-commerce and SaaS a try? And I honestly didn't even know what SaaS was. I I was like, SaaS, (laughs) I don't know what this means. Um, but yeah, I started, um, you know, I kind of dived into it and kept, checking in with myself, like, okay, is this like, what am I interested in this? Do I like writing for these types of clients? Um, you know, I can change at any point, but, um, you know, I didn't want to have to, if I didn't want to, or didn't need to. And yeah, now I'm, now I'm in and I love it. I, this industry, this industry is fascinating to me. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating to me too. I think it's a really good niche. And, you know, we talk about niching a lot on the hot copy mastermind and, and, it's not for everybody, but it, this is a, it's a sexy little niche, isn't it? Because there are so many of these brands coming out. I'm excited mm-hmm. by all these products. You know, I'm sitting here with my Slack window open, about to do some reconciliation in zero while I schedule posts in Agora Pulse. There we go, a little plug out for all those people. <laughs> but I, and I'm, you know, I think they need particularly a type of copy, which is actually also my favorite type of copy to write because it's that kind of taking something that's quite complex and technical and explaining it in really easy to use terms and using analogies and step-by-steps and diagrammatic infographic-y things. What kind of copy are you asked to write for SaaS companies? You know, what, what, what's the standard thing they come to you for? Sure. Um, so it's kind of a mix of two things. It's content creation, which is your typical blog posts, white papers, um, eBooks, all that good stuff. And then there's website copy, um, which could be used, you know, if their whole website needs an overhaul, depending on um, you know, what, how big the company is, um, or if they're launching a new product and they need some sales copy, all these types of things. Um, but it's, I feel like the biggest thing with anything that you write for a SaaS company is you have to figure out how your customers speak about your product or, you know, how it kind of makes sense to them. Because I feel like with super technical topics and, um, you know, technology in general, we kind of, can get in this little rabbit hole of jargon, which jargon is fine. It has a function and, you know, it's a natural part of any industry, but I feel like, you know, sometimes I'll be reading a website and I'm like, what is this, what does this tool even do? What am I, how am I supposed to feel? What is this supposed to relieve? Or, you know, am I supposed to be less stressed about what? Um, so I think it, you know, it's, it's all about figuring out how, how to sound human because you're ultimately selling something to humans, which I mean, all that sounds pretty basic, but I feel like it's easy to get caught up in the jargon and to optimize this and convert that. Yeah. But you know, at the end of the day, we're using these tools to make our lives better. And some of the examples, like you said, Slack, Kate, like I love that copy. It's so, it's so interpersonal. Um, and it Mm -hmm. really, it's almost like it's not a heavily technical product, which is all down to the copy and stuff like that, which I think is fantastic. Um, but like you mentioned, um, Kaylee, who we've, who we've had on the show, by the way, and how she encouraged you to get into SaaS. And now you've got Stripe on your books as a client, but how did you find your first clients? 
Oh man. Yes. Um, so way back when I was first starting, it's funny. I actually, um, one, I had two clients when I started freelancing and those are the only things I had lined up, uh, before I quit my job. But one was a woman who runs a PR agency in uh, Northern Colorado. She, I had been in contact with her about a job, um, when I was a senior in college and I had interviewed with her, um, didn't get the job. That's okay. But we ended up keeping in touch and following each other on Twitter and all that stuff. So when I, you know, was figuring out my next steps with freelancing, I reached out to her and said, Hey, I'm going to go do my own thing. Do you need any help? If you need any help, I'm available, blah, blah, blah. So that's how that started. Um, but honestly, I mean, pretty much every, or a significant chunk of my clients have been through relationships that I've built or that have just transpired as being an active part of the community. Um, referrals or, you know, people that are graphic designers, like don't do what I do and say, Hey, like I have this client who is looking for X, Y, and Z. Are you interested? Are you available? Um, a lot of it has been through word of mouth or referrals, which has been amazing. It's always good when you get work like that. Um, but I guess another way that you can kind of find new clients, you mentioned in, well, we mentioned in your bio that you like to stay on top of uh, the latest trends and what's going on in SaaS. How, how do you do that? Like, where do you find, um, uh, f- find that information, you know, about like what's happening? Yeah. So there's, I mean, like any industry, there's a million ways I feel like to stay informed, but, um, there's so much to learn. Um, when I first started getting into this industry, I was so overwhelmed. I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't know what any of this means or, you know, how this all kind of functions together. But, um, you kind of find the channels that work best for you and make most sense to you. Like for me, it's Twitter. Um, there's a ton of super smart people on Twitter in this industry that are tweeting like, mind-blowing things all the time. And I, that's primarily how I've learned a lot about the industry in general, um, as well as, you know, staying up with up to date with trends and all that good stuff. But yeah, really social media. And then I, um, subscribe to a few newsletters that just kind of give me a little digest of what's happening. Um, but yeah, I try to spend some time daily to like in the morning when I'm drinking coffee and trying to wake myself up. Um, you know, what's, what's the latest, what's going on? Because it, especially with everything with coronavirus, you know, the industry has shifted. It's like everybody, every, a lot of people have been working from home. Those that could work from home, were working from home and using these platforms and using these tools. And everybody was kind of figuring out how to use them in this new way. So, um, yeah, just, just, uh, just try to stay on top of it every day, but it, I mean, it can definitely be, there's a, there's a lot to say out there. And with the, the kind of projects that you um, were getting in, like some of those are obviously solving an initial problem, the website copy, the sales page, stuff like that. Is it mostly once-off projects or do you convert into retainers? Yeah, so it depends. I um, With blog content, typically, um, or really any content, Typically, my clients are looking for more than just one blog post or, or ebook. Um, so we can kind of bundle it into a series of posts, or it, you know, I kind of get plugged into their existing content marketing strategy. It really varies. But um, the 
one thing that I found that's been successful for me is if I have done, um, you know, one project for a client, like for example, I worked with this SaaS company, um, on an ebook and they weren't in a position where they were ready to invest in more robust or more robust content strategy. So I was like, okay, no worries. Like, you know, I'll just wash my hands of it. All good. And then I emailed them a few months later and said, Hey, you know what? It's, I think it was November. I said, um, you know, I have one more spot available for the end of the year. If you need any help, I'm more than happy to help you. No pressure, just kind of like waving high. And it led to, you know, I forget the amount, but it was a significant amount of work, um, which was great. And it lasted from, I believe it was the end of 2019 until early 2020. So that was, that was good. But it's, I mean, everybody needs, or SaaS companies need copy, whether it's, you know, blog, blog posts, ebooks, all that stuff, or, you know, they're launching a new product, like they're going to need something. So there's always an opportunity to reach out to people that you've worked with and the people that you've liked to work with. It's, it's kind of like, um, you know, it's not as laborious as, you know, entering into a new client relationship. They already know you, you've already worked with them. They know your processes and it's kind of like a win-win situation where they get you when they need you and you can, you know, work, do some great work for them. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's a pretty much a, an approach you can use for all your clients because there aren't many clients who only ever need one thing. So I love that, that reach out, oh, it sounded a bit rude, but yeah, reaching out to clients <laughs> to, to, to remind them that you're there and that you can still, yeah. still keep writing that good work. Now, one thing I'm really interested in is like, you've got like copy on your website says data driven and all this kind of, there's all this, not only the technical stuff to get um, to grips with, but I'm sure there's analytics and a whole lot of stuff you have to get through before you can write the copy. How do you get through that much information for uh, your projects? You know, I, it, it is a lot of research up front. Um, I typically, when I start a project, I send a um, a brief and depending on if it's website copy or if it's a blog post, those briefs kind of look a little bit differently uh, or a little different, but then the outline, um, or like brainstorming, if you will, phase is the, is the one that takes, at least for me, it takes me the most time. Um, because that's where I'm, you know, finding research, I'm interviewing customers, I'm doing X, Y, and Z to kind of build what the copy should look like. Um, So it's, I mean, it's a lot of just digging in and seeing what has worked for, you know, the company in general, what hasn't worked, what's worked for other people, what's happening in the industry, um, you know, and, but primarily all that aside, really what, what is going to work for the customer. So those, those interviews are so important, especially well with website copy in particular, um, just, just learning about how they talk about the product or what they'd like or what they don't like. Um, those are all critical, critical things for, for writing good copy. And when it comes to uh, writing SaaS copy, you know, we all, we know that each type of copywriting has its own little quirks and little tricks that you can do. Um, are there any kind of methods or tips that you could give someone who is thinking about writing SaaS copy to like improve that, you know, understanding and conversion? Yeah. So I would say when sitting down, when sitting down to write your copy, uh, or before you sit down to write your copy, make sure, 
I feel like I sound like a broken record, but it really does make a difference um, to interview your your clients' customers. And also um, something I've also been experimenting with is interviewing the leadership team of that company. If you have access to them or just someone other than your direct point of contact in the company, like the sales team, they're great. They're great. Um, candidate to interview. So just seeing how this is being, the product is being talked about by actual humans and then going back, looking for trends, seeing what, what you think is going to be working in terms of, you know, the flow of the copy and then just kind of revising from there. But, you know, it's, it is optimizing. I feel like is all about making tweaks and, you know, you're not going to, I mean, if you, if you can do this, let me know. I'd love to hear the secret, but, um, you know, if you, if you want, if you publish something, it's, you know, it might not be wildly successful right out the gate. So it's all about just seeing what's working, what's not working and kind of tweaking from there. That's really interesting. So when you, um, I'm just going to ask a sidebar question here, when you're Mm -hmm. working with clients, do you have that built into your proposal that kind of, we need to put it out or would that be a separate a separate whole new project? You know, I, I like to build it into the proposal, um, to just kind of be like, listen, this is what I'm going to need. I'm going to either need access to, or if you guys have a team, some, some companies have a team where they handle all of the interviews and stuff. And I could just get, um, transcripts or, you know, what have you. Um, but it, yeah, it, it's primarily, I'd like to just build it into it because, I'm probably going to ask for it anyway. So it's probably better to just have it in there. But um, yeah, it, it kind of just depends on the client. But for the most part, I definitely like to build it into it. Fair enough. And what about someone who's, who's interested in writing for SaaS, but I was obviously a little intimidated maybe by the technology, maybe by the idea of niching, like, or getting into a new niche. Cause it can be, it can be a little intimidating. I think mm-hmm. that's exactly the word. So what advice would you give to a new copywriter? He's thinking about SaaS. Yeah. Oh gosh. I was so intimidated when I started getting into this world because, well, I'm just, it was just imposter, imposter syndrome central for me. Um, but I would say I would do a few things. I would learn all that you can, um, you know, without overwhelming yourself to the point where you're like, ah, this is too much. Um, just, you know, take it in bite-sized chunks, go down a rabbit hole that you are interested in and kind of learn as much as you can. And then also build genuine relationships with people. Um, Freelancing can get very lonely. And, you know, if you have freelance friends that are in the industry and you can kind of bounce ideas off of, or, you know, who knows, maybe have too much work on their plate and need someone to pass that work off to, um, you know, it's, it, everything's, this is going to sound lame. Everything's better with friends with freelancing, I guess. Um, so yeah, just build those relationships and, um, you know, learn as much as you can without overwhelming yourself because there's a lot. There is. It's always ongoing. And of, of course, you know, you're learning a lot. You're, you're part of our copy mastermind at the moment. And we were very excited to see your delicious new website going live last week. Tell everybody a little bit about what you're working on now and where they can find you. Yeah, I am working on some blog content and some guides for SaaS companies as well as some website copy. Um, And people can find me at catambrose.com or on Twitter at, uh, at 
under or cat underscore Ambrose. Super duper. Well, Kat, it's been delightful having you on the show. And, um, you know, I think you, you, the great thing about SaaS copywriting is it's not going anywhere, is it? It's not, it's not going no. to start off. There's <laughs> more and more companies appearing every day. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's such an exciting space uh, to work in. So you, what a great niche you've picked. Hurrah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, right. It's time for me to do the outro bit. It's been a while since I've done this. So let me try and remember what I have to say. <laughs> Regular listeners will know that at this time we read out a review of the show. And today we're giving a shout out to F and Awesome Game. What a great F and Awesome Game. I'm not even a copywriter, just a marketer. Well, that, that you shouldn't say just it's it's you know it's good being a marketer i'm not even a copywriter just a marketer and i can't stop listening to this podcast the hosts and the guests are amazing i learn volumes from each episodes my three other pod- podcasts are on hold until i listen to every episode of the hot copy podcast including the ones on their website too they say this podcast is for copywriters but in my humble opinion it's also for entrepreneurs marketers and salespeople too because each episode is back packed full of gems of information. Thanks ladies and to all the guests for this valuable podcast and copywriting gold. I absolutely love it. Right, Belinda? Yes. I'm giving, I'm giving us an action. We need to send that to one of our minions, which we don't really have, and get them to make it into like a graphic that we can share on something. Don't you think? It's That's so good. I know. Um, it's funny, when we came up with the name Hot Copy Podcast, a copywriting podcast for copywriters. <laughs> What appalling, what an appalling title. It's, it's, it's for everybody. We can't um, go back now. <laughs> we can't go back now. We're stuck with it. It's for copywriters, entrepreneurs, marketers, and salespeople. Um, anyway, thanks for that lovely review. And thanks to you for listening. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you heard us. It will help others find the show and we'll give you a shout out as well. You can also head to hotcopypodcast.com and leave your comments on the blog post for this episode and find out a little bit more about Kat. So thank you very much, Kat. Thank you. It's great to be on. Yeah, and thanks to you, Belinda Weaver. Oh, thank you both, Kate and Kat. (laughs) Until next time, happy writing. Thanks for listening right to the end. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy my two other podcasts. I have one called The Recipe for SEO Success, which is all about SEO tips, advice, and helping you grapple the Google beast. And my other, The Confessions of a Misfit Entrepreneur, which is all about dealing with the stresses of running your own business. You can find both of them on iTunes and Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs>